Hey Black Queer Love family, you are tuning in to Black Queer Love, a podcast by Black Queer folks exploring relationships, sex, love, pop culture, life, art, and more. I am Phoenix, the sexual ethicist, and I am here with our supporting hosts, Storay, the storyteller, and Jay Hooper, the body practitioner, as well as a special guest. We are pleased to offer you episode four, entitled Dating. It's not just about beauty. Sometimes. I'm just here for a moment. You're trying to make me get to know you. Right. Oh my. Okay. <laughs> Welcome, Black Queer Love family. You have just tuned in to a, a, a couch conversation with our special guest, Steven. Yes. We're going to call him Steve. And he is here with us. We're so happy to have you, thank Steve. You, thank you. And um, we were just talking about, <laughs> we were just talking about attraction. We were just talking about preferences. We were just talking about, what we were talking about? Race. We were talking race. about race. Mm-hmm. And um, I got uncomfortable. So maybe it's good for us to just jump right, right into it. So um, you, our, our listening audience, Thank you for your engagement. And uh, one of you sent us a question recently that I'm just going to paraphrase. So this person primarily dates black men and is not a black man, was talking about how this is his preference. And not a rule, but it's his preference that he dates black men. And he found that with all the black men that he dates, they also most frequently date white men. So then I started thinking about my own past and how it's sprinkled with salt and pepper and it it made me wonder. So we're going to talk about it. As I was talking to Stephen, he was talking about how environment matters and maybe just me being in New York City and being around a lot of white people, that's why I had so much whiteness in my in the beginnings of my queerness. But Stephen, elaborate. What's up with you in the dating world? Who are you dating? I'm dating... Whoever gives me <laughs> a chance to be dateable, <laughs> to be serious. Like, if, if, if there's a chance there, I'm mm-hmm. dating, whether okay. it's white, blue, yellow, or black. Burberry. Blueberry? I said Burberry. Oh, Burberry. Yeah, right. Any, any kind of, whatever it is, you know, I'm still even open to women. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to hold space for me and meet me halfway, I'm willing to see what could possibly be. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times you don't meet that initial person that's going to either hold space or even want to be around that's for it. holding space time. Mm-hmm. So you meet mm-hmm. casual encounters. And in my casual encounters, it's been nothing but black men. Mm-hmm. And I've yeah. actually sprinkled with white. You know, I've done some seasoning. So I've had some salt. And it's nothing against them. It's just uh-huh. that they have not been the dynamic that I always see, the mm-hmm. dynamic that comes after me, they've just, it's just happened mm-hmm. that way. So yeah. I think that's my thing with the environment is my environment is mostly black. Yeah. Mm. Mostly what I see is black people. And when I see white people, they're working and moving faster mm-hmm. than I am. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're not even on my frequency mm-hmm. to engage me. Mm-hmm. So, or me, them. Yeah. So it doesn't, I don't even... It, it's something that actually now that I'm talking about it I think I'm subconsciously blocking them out and maybe creating <laughs> barriers with mm. that idea that they are on a frequency 
higher yeah. or lower and same here so mm-hmm. it, I'm kind of probably blocking them out and focusing on what I really like and I love chocolate mm-hmm. I don't think I feel the <laughs> yes. same way about a white man I uh-huh. know I love and I'm completely enamored to the point of maybe like psychosis with black people black <laughs> men black women it's like Stephen you like us too much are you fantasizing us yourself <laughs> and I'm like maybe It's not like that. Yeah. But that's my view on the environment versus the trauma that could possibly be guiding people away from and into, you know. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's real. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot informing our uh, right right swipe or left swipe. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you yeah. left swipe, you don't want them. If you, you don't right want... swipe them, you yeah. want them. Thank Something you. Like mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny because like. I mean, me and Steve, you know, hung out before and, and stuff like that. So I think it's really funny because we, we have, uh, being in being in the gay scene and and things and being open to like, I think, and I'll just go back to what we when we first hung out. Oh yeah, we didn't know what club to go to. Mm-hmm. We wanted to go out, mm-hmm. and Steve was like, "Well, let's go here," and I was like. Oh. Oh no. Oh no. No 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 no. <laughs> and and because the here was because the here was, was 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 in you know was predominantly white community. Mm-hmm. I mean it was predominantly black community. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't prepared. Mm-hmm. And I also am not like I didn't feel safe in my body. And I think that was one of, that's one of the biggest things for me. I never feel safe in my body yeah. with black men. I am often feeling like I am not in touch, not only with now, with my gayness, I'm no longer in touch with my blackness. Mm. There seems to be very little room for, for different kinds of, of the spectrum within, gay, uh, within black queerness. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's either you are gay or DL. Mm. You can't be bisexual. Yeah. You really can't, be pan and anything else in there after that is kind of like what is that and then if you are a verse versus a bottom and a top Mm -hmm. that really messes with the dynamic because there are some men who just want to stay in this role of I am a top and you be bottom Mm -hmm. and that's so there's a lot of um, departmentalizing that happens in those spaces for me um and so I've always felt very safe in white gay spaces, white queer spaces. And so it was really interesting. So we would go, we, we went out, and then we would hang out and be like, okay. You know, and then it was like, I was like, okay, I was ready to leave. And then, of course, I'm like, let's go to the Ritz. Let's go to 42nd Street. Let's go. <laughs> and it's predominantly white. It's New York City. And, of course, you vibe. You kind of, you're in your own little world, but you're not... And so for me, if anything, I've spent my time being open to black relationships. Mm-hmm. But then what happens with me in, in, in being attracted to black men is that I talk a real heavy, heavy game about loving black men. Mm-hmm. However, I don't feel loved and nor do I feel protected in the same way. Mm. And as much as I'm open, 
to loving black men and, and knowing that I will probably not have that same love in return, I do, you know, I, I have experienced situations where honestly, I feel like it is sometimes better for me to date outside of my race. Mm-hmm. And it allows for me to still feel safe within myself mm-hmm. and not have to question myself and not critique myself. Mm-hmm. But do you know what that is? What is that? That sounds to me like one trauma. That is trauma. That is trauma. Yeah. One trauma, but you're feeling you're safe there. It's your safe space. It is my safe space. So you don't have to come out of your safe space and challenge yourself, basically. And be in the space that's not going to make you feel so comfortable. Yeah, because they don't reflect you. Because they don't reflect you. And you... Because, you know, we, we went through this. Mm-hmm. So I think I've already told you, you like white spaces because you have the power. You walk into a white space <laughs> yep. and you walk in there with all your regalia, all your blackness <laughs> on, bitch. And they're like, and you're like, what the fuck is that? And you know you're the only one in there that's holding space like you're going to be holding space. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. white people love black people whether they don't love us or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so they are looking at you like, ooh, what is that? And you have, you're so dimensional. So you're calling to them on some level, you mm-hmm. know, that you might not be calling to black people. Well, yeah, and this is the thing. Like I said, th- this is why I was saying, like, too, I think also my attraction to an overall relationship in general, I have a tendency, if not careful, I can become a black elitist. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, you have to fit certain paradigms. You have to be a certain kind of level of intelligence. See, yeah. that, sounds, that sounds like a nice preference to me. I mean, for, yeah. for like, you want to be able to converse. You want to be able to converse. Yeah. You want to yeah. be able to converse. <laughs> like, You're right, girl. That's real. That's real. That's real. I mean, I, I already no. said, like, I don't have any preferences. Yeah. You know, like, and mm-hmm. I, I find myself mostly in... <laughs> No, but I do find myself mostly in communities of color, and I have dated a couple of white people who, I guess, almost exclusively were dating other people of color. That's interesting. And, I mean, in one case, I even found out that the person I was dating was dating someone before me for a whole year that looked just like me, Mm -hmm. light-skinned and at the time with locks. And it makes me feel like, oh, am I just like a <laughs> prototype for the type of black person that you'll accept? You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's a thing. And that could be a thing, too. But, I mean, and speaking of locks, like, I've dated people that have been like, oh, I normally don't date people with locks. Mm-hmm. You know, because they feel mm-hmm. a certain type of way. That's about something a dude would say. Yeah, a cis, I mean, yeah. A cis hat guy. <laughs> right. Am I right? Am I right? Like, <laughs> unfortunately, I mean, that it. it People have their preferences like that. Yeah, but right. I just realized my preference is that I just have to be attracted to you mm-hmm. in a way that is more than just the way that you look. True. So, like, I, I, you know, admire a lot of people that are attractive, but I would never date them. Mm. And it's, it's because something, there has to be something Structure. more for me to have a deeper relationship with yeah, you. That's you know, I'm, I'm all about the conversing. Mm-hmm. And I'm all about people that um, I can connect with deeply. That's right. And if I can't do that, then I don't want to waste my time talking to you like that. That's yeah. Right. But, you know, sometimes sometimes relationships have, like, purposes. 
and it's like okay so <laughs> by there is a season <laughs> there's a reason a season and other things but it's like okay if i know i'm not you're not you're not here to um you're not here to stay but i find you visually appealing i think that we can talk for at least three hours that's a long time. Right. All together yeah. for our duration of our relationship. <laughs> we can get about three hours out of this. Account. So we can, maybe we can have, I mean, that's, that's, that might just be someone's perspective. I know I require a lot to be able to have sex with someone. And there's a, a, um, a vast criteria. Mm-hmm. But as far as attraction goes, it's like, yeah, I can see somebody like, ooh, ooh, cute. And then as as time goes on and I maybe see something, hear something, then I get less attracted. <laughs> it just means right. that yeah. it's not, just not it's not gonna work. Because a relationship is meant for both people or all three people. How y'all doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's for everyone in the relationship who's, you know, who's attending the relationship, mm-hmm. basically, mm-hmm. to see yourself. Your, your highest self, mm-hmm. how you're going to now react, how you're going to react, not how the other person's going to react, how the other person's going to react, mm-hmm. but how you're going to react in reaction to whatever's happening and based solely on you, you know, not on the other person. So that's what relationships are for. It's like you're calling your highest self mm-hmm. to see who am I going to be in this relationship? You know, yeah. am I going to be cool me, just laid back easy? <laughs> or am I going to come, am I, you know, I'm going to be her conscious actually trying to work and be in the relationship mm-hmm. and a lot, I don't think a lot of people are trying to be conscious and be no. in the relationship no. I think no. people get a spouse and they're like got a spouse hey you got me got you woo lazy <laughs> <laughs> and then they get lazy and then the relationship yeah. withers because it's everyone true. you know but I think, I think too like going back to that con- I bring up this idea of consciousness I mean everything kid talks about it best and I mean it's my mantra like literally I mean, she talks about this idea of, like, no compromise. She's not interested in compromise. Right. She laughs <laughs> about it. She laughs about the idea of compromise. Yes. And, and, it, and it's something that we, that, you know, <clears throat> we uphold um, even within our family. Um, and I think it's funny because it's this idea of, like, you know, I want to fall in love, find someone to, to love, love me, me while I'm loving myself. Me. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and yeah, come on, it, it is a Patty, <laughs> patty moment, right? Right? It is a Patty LaBelle <laughs> moment. You know, if only you knew. Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean that that you really, really do. You have to love yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even my spiritual mother says to me, "Go where the love is." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about safe space and yeah. brave space, I want to be in those spaces where I can be brave and where I can be safe. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it is a preference of mine. If I, and, and, and so if you do so happen to catch my eye and I, or catch my vibe and you mm-hmm. understand it, then we can, we can connect. Yeah. And I really don't care about too much of, you know, I'm not going to bring race into the equation. Yeah. But also keep in mind, I think one of the, the challenging things is, is that because of the work that I do around social justice, because of the work that I do, because I do speak loud and, and proud about blackness and black people. And I'm not, and, and, and let me be clear in saying this too, is that when I, even when I say I love black people and, and black men, I'm in love with the nigga too. I've made that very clear. I think, yeah. But I think that's important because when we talk about black elitism, it mm-hmm. becomes this thing that you only specifically like certain black people. Oh, that's mm-hmm. yeah, oh. Yeah, see, mm-hmm. th- and this is a big thing. Yeah. But we have to be very clear because we're not in and, love with the fuck oh, boy. a cleaned black. <laughs> <laughs> a fine 
the black. Oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, I mean, we're yes. not in love, right? We're not in yes. love with the fuck yes. boy. They're hoes, and we don't do that. I'm sorry, and we don't we don't like we and we don't do uh, bitches because they're too loud and they're too. I love it all, yeah. I, and I value that all. Yeah. And so for me, I'm glad that a lot of times when I do meet someone, it you know if they tell me they don't have a background in education and everything. I, I actually, it, it, make, it enchants my, it really creates a different level of enchantment for mm-hmm. me with that person mm-hmm. because that means that I don't, we can share in the space and I can share in that truth with them. And, and that is me loving. And I think that's kind of how, you know, I'm like, I always love our different dynamics because yeah. the dynamics that we bring as a family and as, I mean, you, you often go against the grain. You're very, I love your word, anti. anti. Like, I mean, that's your nick, that, 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 that to me is, is like your nickname, like anti, you know, because it's like, I can say, well, let's go do, no! Yeah. You know, and I'm like, and it's just like, what? But because, you know, and the institution and this, and like, and this, and it's laid out. But, you know, I have learned that degrees don't define us as people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People of color, I think we need to get off of that. Mm-hmm. I think we also have to be very mindful of how much we, and that's a form of queerness. I will say that too. That's an aesthetic within a queerness that we that we have also chosen to educate ourselves. Mm-hmm. When someone takes the liberty to educate themselves yeah, on their body and their and their sexuality, yeah. that is a form of education that has to be respected. And mm-hmm. self love. Uh, yes, and, and right, and I mean, and, and that's the thing. Like you know, and I I, I quote Nikki Giovanni on it. Like, like black love is is black wealth. And that's yeah. what I and that's what I'm often after. Mm-hmm. But uh, and, and 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 for me, it is a thing of where I have I I'm often now I'm definitely been in this reflective space of like if I'm not with a black man and I find myself dating outside of my my race and my ethnicity, and I'm dating fair skin or uh, lighter people or another person of color just from a particular different diaspora, I I think about all these things and I'm mm-hmm. like. These are factors that I have to consider, but how do I want to be seen in the world with this person? I think about that with my family now. I'm like, we have a certain aesthetic. Lord. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> you can't roll up in here just thinking you're gonna come halfway undone. And and I wanna go ahead. The, the, I mean, and that the aesthetic isn't just about beauty. Mm-hmm. It's about a, a certain sort of attitude that comes with that, a, may, a way of moving in the world, yeah. a confidence, a um, a go-getter sort of thing that often doesn't... I mean, it also looks nice in clothing and in, in nice, nice, <laughs> nice shoes. And, <laughs> and I put in... Uh, but also other ways that you all do that too. And so it's, I don't think... I don't. I just don't want it to be reduced to vanity is no, what I was no, trying to do. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and note that there is so much more to... Even when, even when I say... Because I don't want to sound like an asshole. Even when I said something about conversation, for me, it's not necessarily about the degrees. It is about your ability to critically think, your ability to um, question mm-hmm. the systems that are going on around you when somebody addresses us a certain way in the street and I'm like, uh-uh, juicy, da-da-da-da. And you be like, no, I didn't, I, I didn't notice it. Like, you didn't, you didn't notice the injustice that, like, yeah, I can't, yeah. we're not gonna work. Yeah, 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 yeah. come yeah. through with that word, yeah, though. Yeah, you just gotta come oh. awake. <laughs> Alert. Jay had a quickening in the spirit. <laughs> That's some real stuff, you know, I mean, I, I, hell, I, don't tell me I can't, don't, don't tell me I can't shop and shop untitled. 
It's a net. Ah, yes, uh, I think we can advertise shop untitled. Because yes, we can. Yes, we're not gonna go. <laughs> we're not gonna talk, say a lot of places, audience. but that's a that's a good one. Yes, Check they, it out. They, they, they treat you well. Shout out to Kevin. Well. Yes, Adia, Gapu, all of them. If you wonder where a lot of you know how we have moved through the world, uh, <laughs> you know, and the and adornment yes. um, that is that is Kevin. You can always go get yourself some pomegranate juice. Yes, <laughs> some, some lemonade vodka. <laughs> the lemonade vodka. But but I do want I, I do want to press on something. Um, I don't typically date men, but on this on this as women point, mm-hmm. I know that for myself. When Steve talked about trauma, I was like, I feel like that's a thing where I am very selective about the men that I would engage because of uh, things that happened in my childhood. But for me, I was like, I'm going to date a dude that I think I could probably beat him up if it came down to Mm -hmm. it. If he tried to attack me, Mm -hmm. I could stand a chance. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I I know that a lot of women, and and this might sound strange to to men, if you um, have been like under a rock, but a lot of women um, (laughs) have to deal with the fact that, okay, I'm walking down an alley, Am I afraid of a mouse? Probably. Am I afraid of a rat? Yeah. Um, am I afraid that a man is going to jump out and kill me? Yes. Am I afraid that a man is going to jump out and rape me? Yes. Mm-hmm. If I see a woman, am I afraid of that? Probably not. If I see a trans person, am I afraid of that? Probably not. But cisgender, heterosexual men, like when you talk about that bathroom debate, who am I afraid to go in the bathroom with? A cisgender, heterosexual mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm not afraid of trauma comes from today. That's Mm -hmm. who touched me when I was a motherfucking child. That's true. So why would I be afraid of And in our society, who's who's causing harm when you when you really think about it? I don't know. What do you do you have thoughts around that? I know that you dated Mm -hmm. um, muscle men. Macho man, Randy Savage type, but it was not my fault. They were attracted to me and I was very young. Um, (laughs) I will say I think I was reared in a way where muscles meant protection mm. Mm. and I think that something about that lent to me feeling secure mm-hmm. and <laughs> Jay's looking at himself Jay's now so strong. <laughs> Jay's so strong <laughs> I love his lean muscles but, <laughs> but that's muscles. also that's, that's also like an aesthetic of what like mm-hmm. of who you should choose and um, when you're thinking about children and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know, that there's those kind of attractions too, because we're reared in a certain way where we're supposed to be looking for someone that is going to be able to, um, give us children that will be strong and healthy and appeasing yes, and be able to, and be able to find their Mr. or Miss and, and, and then have children mm-hmm. and offspring that will, you know, carry on those genes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's what I was reared to do. Yeah. Growing up and it wasn't until I really started living more into my queerness where I was like fuck that that doesn't matter. That doesn't yeah. matter to me anymore. Yeah. You know, like I my my values are now of love. Mm-hmm. It's it's not of, you know, looking for someone that's going to protect me because I've also learned how to protect myself. There you go. And, <laughs> yeah. and and I want to share empower, and I don't want to mm-hmm. always feel empowered by putting someone else down. Yeah. You know, and I feel like for a long time I was doing that, mm-hmm. um, and so that's different now. That's <laughs> Those ideals, though, um, of like 
you should have a man like this. We talked about this, I think, in our in our second episode mm-hmm. of like maybe maybe like certain body types that are supposed to be, or certain hair textures that are supposed to be, or skin tones that are supposed to be. Da 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 da. And it it makes me think about in this dating world. I I hear of a phenomenon where people are like um, no fats, no femmes. And more recently, I've heard no Asians or what have you. And it's just like, oh, that's mean. But and, and we'll name it as a preference. And we'll say that, well, this is just this is just how I feel. And I think that there's a way in which we have our preferences and that's cool or whatnot. But w- at what point is it like, OK, you're kind of an asshole or th- are you being exclusive because you, you you just don't want to date black people or you just don't want to date fat people? Is it not just preference? Is it that ethically you don't value other human beings Mm -hmm. at a certain level? Or you can only see certain ones as a fetish? Or you want a certain kind of accessory? Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've been an accessory to a few, I think. And Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, Mm -hmm. ouch. But uh, it is what it is. I don't know. where Where do we draw the line on that? Where does it become, like, that's problematic. I think the line drawing is where it becomes problematic, (laughs) unfortunately. Because if I I think of my own dynamic, how I go about everything, it's freedom. Mm -hmm. So if I see, if I go on someone's page and Mm -hmm. I see no fats, no femmes, I get a little offended a little bit because I am a femme. Mm -hmm. And I feel bad for the fats that have visited and and they know they're fat. And they're like, damn, he don't want me. But that just means he don't want you. You go to the next person. Which is Mm -hmm. true. Yeah. And it's, a sea of thousands and millions of people out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. It makes sense that people would be so thoughtful to mm-hmm. let the people know <laughs> so I don't want you. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're being. They're being thoughtful <laughs> on a level. Well, even though it is in a way. Close, well, it, they're, they're, putting, they're, they're putting out there that they obviously have things that they, they, can't, they cannot handle. Yeah, yeah. You know, and in that and way, they're, and they're putting it out there, and it's that way helpful. it's helpful because you can be like, okay, I won't talk to that asshole. I'm going to keep it moving. And it doesn't say <laughs> that there's anything wrong with the fats or the femmes. It just means that that's not what this person is willing to hold space for. I like, I because I, I had to check my, I had to check my jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to it. Listen to it. <laughs> you know, because I had to check it. I, I wanted because I was like, I was like, I know, because I, I, you know, when you write them, you write them. And some people don't even write them at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a lot. And to I, and, yeah, and some people don't like to do that. And I, for me, I, I have to be a very honest person because I, I talk, you know, I make sure I be positive. So I like mm-hmm. to communicate. I like to be very, very, you know, and I like to be clear about my, you know, my polyamory and being very clear, like, you know, even, you know, even though I'm non-monogamous, like, you know, I'm very, very committed to my partner. Right. And I'm not going anywhere. And don't think you're going to come up in this thing and, you know, mm-hmm. oh, you know, you were a woman, so you must be DL. No, I'm not DL. I'm actually open. Very honest. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, so I can't steal you from your... No, I'm, I sh- you can't turn me out. Like, all of that. <laughs> the, these narratives, right? And, and so for me, like, so when, I, so when I was reading, I was thinking about, like, you know, the fact that I talk about, like, I'm sorry, I don't do hyper-masculinity. Hmm. I don't do racism. Mm-hmm. I don't do prejudice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I start laying out these things. That the things that are honestly like systemically an issue mm-hmm. that cause us to lose ourselves. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be, um, and it's and it's funny. I get hit up often 
if I turn on my, it, I, and I'm gonna tell you that I just turned it off. Yeah. So I'm, it's gonna be really funny to even be to open to, to open it up again ever and be like, oh, like here now, like 25 other people because when people read it, I have been told, oh my god, I really appreciate your truth. Yeah. Oh my God! Thank you for admitting that sometimes you're shallow. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sometimes telling me that you that you are you know intellectually elite. Like thank you for saying that, and thank you for also letting me know too. You don't do racism. And thank you for and I have you know I have talked to Asians and I have talked to yeah. and I, but I think it's also funny because it's like I might know I might not know everything about a lot of people, but I do my best to make sure that they know when they come into my space that they can be just as brave as I am. Mm-hmm. And as long as they can present their unapologetic self, I'm fine. I will give space for that. When it comes down to the attraction, if it comes down to certain things, I can be very clear and be like, I love your personality. Physically, for me, right, even if I'm not a person, I, I, I've been on a scale. So I can't even say, like, I, I, actually, can, I actually adore people my size. Mm-hmm. But I never get anybody my size. <laughs> like, I literally don't. I, most, most men that are attracted to me and I find myself attracted to because of co- really great conversation and healthy dialogue and just really good connective tissue, they are very gym fit. Mm. They, are, um, they are probably taller than me. It's just recently, I, I mean, like, literally, I'm talking to somebody my size. Mm-hmm. And close to my bill and I'm like oh like okay and it changes also a little bit of how I perform mm. mm-hmm. it, it, but it also it also has created space for me to be a person who's able to move in in both my my um like my feminine archetype and mm-hmm. my my masculine archetype yeah. mm-hmm. and so I go between both with this person mm-hmm. and and respect, and, and I'm also respected for being averse, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is also very nice to think about. Like, oh, like, oh, like, you're probably okay, you're for, and then you take more time getting to know each other. But I think those things within my profile list not only not only an attraction outline, also how I want to be attracted to somebody, but it also puts up, it, it creates a barrier to let somebody know. Don't come with foolishness. Don't give me I don't that do fats and femmes. Mm-hmm. And don't give me I don't do Asians and yeah. I don't do... I Don't give me I don't do dark-skinned people. Don't get, I've seen right. it all. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, at the same time, it's like, well, you know, who are you? Mm-hmm. My job... No. My responsibility, I feel, as a, as a human being in this community and in the society that we live in, this global community that we live in, is to make sure I elicit the inherited worth of others. And respond to that. Doesn't mean that I'm going to have sex with you, but I can be attracted to you in several different ways, uh, you know. And I think that's I think that's just something that I find important. If we're gonna, you know, even if, I mean, I can I know I can be intimate. I don't think it. I don't. I really don't think it takes much for a man to be. It doesn't. You know, Ask because me. Cause I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, it really doesn't. I mean, because the truth of the matter is, is that if if you in a dark room. And you don't know what's happening. The realness is, and if you've ever been to a sex party, I'm gonna say they got clubs like that. Everybody yeah. is anybody, and them lights are out. You don't see ugly. <laughs> the dark feel good. <laughs> yeah, I ain't never been that dark, honey. I was like, mm. <laughs> skin. Because <laughs> I'm very visual. I think that right. 
I'm very visual. It's so it's, it's sad hearing him speak. I'm like, damn, it's sad how visual I am. Because I don't care what you have to say. Mm. <laughs> Literally. Because me knowing people, I know people. You know, I know yeah. psychology. And I know from hello what you're going to give me and who you're going to consciously be mm-hmm. and what level you're coming from. So if consciously I already on, know Professor that you're X. not even <laughs> conscious, like you're not being objective to yourself, you're mm-hmm. always right, kind of navigating from an ego point of view, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, well then, you know, you always know how to treat people. And I think me, I'm like not even looking for something. It's just that I want to have fun. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm more, I'm more fun. I realized that listening to you speak I'm like oh my gosh I don't want any of because I talk to myself I hold myself down it's like no one's ever going to relate to me like I can wow. relate and secure myself mm-hmm. so I don't look mm-hmm. to a man for a man can only do one thing for me mm-hmm. one thing maybe two if he got a job <laughs> okay maybe two if you got a job that means you can throw some money I mean you can throw some money and I can throw some money too because I got a job Right, but one thing needs to be focused on for me personally, and that's sex, because mm-hmm. that's the relief and the release that I'm going to Come need on. to take yeah. me away from this world. Mm. Can you take me somewhere else? Mm-hmm. And if you can take me somewhere else, and, but, <laughs> and then we need we, we can have we can have bed talks. Yeah. You know, bed talk after sex. You can say anything. <laughs> Everything is silly. You're in a whole new world. Now I'm in the distracted sunken place. <laughs> so now we can talk for hours because I'm just as distracted too. Because that's, and I think that's why I like to have such sex so often. Because uh-huh. I like to go to the sunken place. Hmm. And that's what that does for me. It's like... And, the good sunken place. And I'm completely open about this. I'm like, I... Because condoms are readily available. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like... We are in sex culture, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And that's, that's why, why you can have sex with as many people you want to, as often as you want to, and have that experience. It's all about that experience. And I know I want to have sex with somebody from high, mm-hmm. from hello, mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. from looking at you. I'm not thinking like, oh God, can he talk to me? <laughs> We're not going to need to talk. We're going to need to talk about a few things. But that's going to be on the way up to our clothes coming off. Got it's it. really sad. <laughs> it is what it is. It's it is what no it judgment. is. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah no judgment. No, I'm no just judging judgment. myself. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh okay. Be gentle. And, and enjoy what you enjoy as long as it gives you life. Yeah. And everything's consensual. Mm-hmm. And things of that nature. I want to share with us. I was out on the streets, as, as you all um might know. I was out on the streets. I was talking to some random people, some random black queer people, and I posed some questions to them. The two questions that I posed to them were, how do you feel about the relational framework of monogamous dating, followed by engagement, followed by marriage, followed by forever? And then I asked them, do you feel free to create the type of romantic relationship or relationships you desire to have? Let's have a listen to what one of our participants had to say. So me, honestly, I feel like relationships work differently for everybody. So, I mean, to each his own. I believe in forever. I believe in sometimes. I believe in a little bit of everything. (laughs) So honestly, I feel like if it works for you, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Okay. And my other question is, do you feel free in whatever your relational kind of 
patterns might be right now to seek and create the types of romantic relationships that you want to have or romantic relationships that you want to have? Do you feel free to express that? Do you feel free to communicate that? Do you feel like any pressure to be like, no, I should act like I might be monogamous or this person doesn't <laughs> step off or whatever? See, I'm pretty much a free spirit, kind of open person, but I look at everything from two sides. So I always look at it from my opinion and then I try to look at it from other people's opinions. So I definitely feel like some people do feel pressured into acting a certain type of way because they feel like somebody likes this type of image. And then some people are free, they don't care. They're free, they do what they like, and that's that. And then we have some people that's looking for love, and then they can't find that. So they feel like, okay, let me take a step back. So. For you. <laughs> for me, I'm free. So, and I mean, I feel like it, when it finds me, it finds me. So I'm not really looking, but if it finds me, I'm here. So let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So I appreciate my friend who I met on the street who is sharing with me from his heart and telling me he a free spirit and he believe in sometimes and he believe in every now and then and he believe in forever. I, I loved him. I, I agree that it's, you know, to each their own. Mm-hmm. But um, I also feel like a lot of people are scared to do anything but monogamy mm-hmm. and that they're holding on to monogamy because it's familiar mm-hmm. and it's traditional mm-hmm. and it's what their parents expect them to do. Mm-hmm. And they probably um, don't feel as free to do whatever they want to. I mean, they even said um, they think about what other people think. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it it really shouldn't be like that, Mm -hmm. but it is because we we are such a critical society and we we like to we like to talk about and gossip about other people and what they do and what they don't do. Mm -hmm. And and we feel like, you know, it's our right to do that. Um, And so people don't feel as free Mm -hmm. and they don't feel like they can do anything else. Mm -hmm. I mean, me, myself, just talking for myself personally. I believe that some people are, I lost my train of thought. Okay, take a minute. It's because I was not trying to say what I really want to say, which Mm -hmm. is that I feel like, (laughs) I feel feel like monogamy is a little bit of bullshit, Mm -hmm. you know, personally. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think that um, it was designed so that people can function the way that society wants us to function. function. Empire Mm -hmm. wants us to function. Capitalism Mm -hmm. wants us to function in a certain way. Um, And I I think that to go against that is not to fulfill the, in quotes, birthrights that we were born to. Oh, shit. That's a, a strong word. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. It, it's our birthright to, to produce children oh and, and to feed into the system. But I'm not going to... That's gonna, true. You that's know. true. So, so I, I, feel, I feel like, you know, that's why we are so deeply criticizing people that do anything that um, is opposite of that. Mm-hmm. And, and being, you know, as we were talking about earlier, the fuck boys, the bitches, mm-hmm. the hoes, you know, those are people that are also living in opposition mm-hmm. to the way that we're supposed to be living. And that's why they're so highly yeah. criticized yeah. Right. for that. 
for having sex. We can't do it. Right. For right. having sex without <laughs> wanting to bear children. Yeah. For having sex outside of a marriage. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> Not outside of a marriage. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and, then, and they're criticized for that. Yeah. And they're put mm-hmm. down for that. And they're shamed for that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's bullshit. And it's funny how even, like, we're not even talking about shamed in, in I don't know, a church or religious right. space that demands that sort of behavior. Or talk about being shamed by your parents. We're talking right. about being shamed by your peers who your are friend. like, when are you gonna, mm-hmm. when are you gonna stop having all this sex and settle down? Or I don't know whose friends are saying that, but right. there are some people whose friends are saying that. And that's why I love Erica Badu, the way she pushes back against that. And she got several baby daddies. Yes, yes. And she's just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I lo- she, say- she says, I love to create. Mm-hmm. And oh, so she likes to create yes. with other people. Yes. <laughs> so she's, she's, she's just creating for us. Yeah. She's giving us creation. Yeah. And 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 people can criticize that, or they won't, because she's Erica Badu and she got some money and she da 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 da. But we will criticize somebody and call them like a welfare queen and say they sap in the system with all them mm-hmm. damn children. Whatever. Yeah. The statement of just being free, the obligation of producing and constantly feeding. Production is feeding. Mm-hmm. It's a feeding method. I think we have to be mindful of not only the feeding that we're doing, but the nutrition mm-hmm. that comes with the feeding. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm glad like when we have these kind of conversations, we, that young person was thinking about the nutrition in it. Mm-hmm. That's why the sometimes can exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even when you were unpacking earlier, you were saying, you know, it was like, well, you know, I just want to, you know, I, I just enjoy my partner. But then, but then at the same time, the nutrition there is that sex has vibrancy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and your sexual encounters it doesn't define you. Really, you're just, you're, you are a body-positive person. Mm-hmm. You are also a sexually positive person, mm-hmm. right? And you enjoy that and you glorify yourself in that as well as the person that you are going to enjoy with you with the right consent. Mm-hmm. I think we don't have those, uh, we don't have enough conversations about that and mm-hmm. we're not upfront about it. No. about the kind of sex we like to have, the kind of intimacy no. we want to have. And because we are not upfront about those things, we do get stuck in, I got to be with this person and this is my forever. Mm-hmm. Or I have to be engaged. I mean, honestly, it's one of the reasons why I, 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 really, I, I really make sure that even in my own conversation, people immediately will, will, will look at our, our throuple, right? Mm-hmm. And they'll go, oh, so... But you and Michelle still married? And we don't use that term. Yeah. We don't like use that. Mm-hmm. Because in the, in the end, we've, we've thought beyond that. Beyond the system. Beyond the yes. system of marriage. Mm-hmm. We're not interested in that institution. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to perpetuate that anymore. If my love and if our love can be a prototype and opens up a venue for other people to have that love experience and have healing in that process and learn of themselves and learn of us and, and learn just basic human need and necessity and exchange, that's what matters. It creates new worlds. I'm not asking you to stay around to be, but if you want to be here, fine. But if also this is a love that is a prototype for you or healthy enough for you to share in, then please be here. And know that you are welcome and you are loved and you are unconditional love in that process. Mm-hmm. That's something that I've had to really sit back and, and, and really think about because I've asked people, what the hell is monogamy for people? Mm-hmm. 
If it is a selfish thing that all you can do is not everybody's a fucking auditorial learner and, and wants to go to a ministry of couples. A monogamy mm-hmm. is just leftover trauma that mm. you're just recycling from your parents. Mm. Oh yeah, my. you're taught to be monogamous. Yeah, yes, and they didn't like it either. No, apparently, so in a lot of our cases. Unteach and unlearn. <laughs> right. Like, how do I be free? But people don't get those chances to unteach no. or unlearn because no. they graduate right into the mon- and really I, I appreciate what has been shared I also um, as a person who was married and, and am not anymore mm-hmm. I, I know the ways that society rewards marriage oh yeah when I, when I got a divorce I think a lot of people were upset to observe the, t- mm-hmm. the end of a marriage yeah. and not upset because they cared about our feelings, yeah, but mm-hmm. because the, some sort of image that they built up of their mind of black mm-hmm. love was no more. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, uh, this, this doesn't fit my, the ideal that we had anymore. And, mm-hmm. and, and I, I would like to think um, that my former partner received the same kind of thing that I did, but I know for a fact he didn't, that I got more shit for it. Mm-hmm. But um, besides because that... it was your job to hold on to that marriage. It was my job to hold, hold on, on to that to good it. man. Hold on to that dollar to that, that good man. Ah, ah, yes. He was a good man, but he, he wasn't for me. But society... Ah, <laughs> society does reward it. Because I thought about this when I was, I was sitting somewhere today and I was like, you know... God forbid if anything happened in some settings, say like a hospital, they could be like, only her, only her spouse can come in. Mm. And it's like, oh, but I also have this special relationship with her and that's unique. And then Jay would have to go and box somebody and be like, no, she belongs in... Mm-hmm. I know you would do it for me. <laughs> I was going to say, don't I think I, 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 I know you would. Talking, we're going to talk about power of attorney here. Everybody doesn't have a Jay. Look, so look, you would be out in the waiting room. <laughs> you would be out in the waiting room. Or you won't be on the insurance policy. Or you won't be able to pick up the child from the school. Or you... About all these issues. things. Nasty and it's like... Because they all work together. It's all worked together to 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 continually build this capitalist machine, um, but also to maintain the status quo and the idea of this is what marriage is as we define it, and nobody else can push back against that. So that when you all Shay and Storey present your marriage, I can picture some people clutching their pearls and saying, "This is this is not our marriage. Oh, yeah. There's no commitment here. Yeah. This is not X Y Z." And it's like, yeah. come on. But it's all programmed in us. Mm-hmm. Like to get, Me, myself, I suppressed my gayness because I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. It's not something I saw. Mm-hmm. I didn't see two men loving each other. Mm-hmm. I didn't see two men touching, hugging, kissing, holding hands. Mm-hmm. So it was never something that I said I would, that, something I would do. In fact, when I was young, I remember seeing the movie Boys in the Hood. Mm-hmm. And the guy with the cheeseburgers, he wanted a fix. And mm-hmm. he walked up to the man and was like, I got these cheeseburgers, man. Dude was like, get out of here with them damn cheeseburgers. I don't want the cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, I'll suck your dick. Mm-hmm. And then the man shot him. Mm-hmm. And me, as a young five or six-year-old man, who's actually attracted, young boy, <laughs> who's actually attracted to men at that age, knew what a penis was, knew what sucking a penis was, and knew from that moment on, never to mm-hmm. say to another man, I want to suck your penis. Wow. Or anything like that, because I might get shot. So that was programmed in me from a mm-hmm. very young age, mm-hmm. and I had to reprogram myself from learning that, oh, okay, I can be th- at least that free yeah. if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But before I got to that point, I was dating women. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, from ages 13 to like 
17, it was like, okay, girls, girls, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm able to leave the home now by myself, mm-hmm. walk to school, mm-hmm. and come back home. If I'm going to come back home with anything that's going to be interesting, mm-hmm. so my parents can now be like, ooh, Steven's got a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And they can have something to look forward to. And mm-hmm. I can also have less pressure on me yeah. from mm-hmm. my gay side that I know it's gay, mm-hmm. but... I don't want them to know that because mm-hmm. that's not what I see. Nobody else has a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I obviously need a girlfriend. So yeah. y'all are doing the work by just even being outside in public with yourselves. Like, look at us. We're doing this. <laughs> this, is, this is us loving. And that's mm-hmm. important. Yeah. This, mm-hmm. this, work, this work is hard. I think, I, you yes, know, it's it funny. And in, 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 in developing the content that we had today, too, I think it's important to bring up the article that, that, was, um, that was with us. I read this article actually prior kind of uh, expresses the idea of like this the editor is basically talking about like not seeing uh, particular uh, bodies and images yeah. of people of queerness that exist mm-hmm. and it was funny to actually look at an article where I was like oh let me look and I didn't see even anything that looked like what we had mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. see how forward yeah. it is how yeah. futuristic it still is yeah, yeah. yeah. Even in 2018 yeah. And I was yeah. just like, I was like, because Dang. it was primarily couples. It was primarily couples, mm-hmm. and then and Many then married. Yeah, and then at the same time, it was primarily like lesbian couples. Mm-hmm. I'm with a woman, mm-hmm. but I'm a black queer man, and she's a black queer woman, and she has a partner, and mm-hmm. we are a family, and mm-hmm. we, and so I was like. Why have we not decided to also still push queerness? Almost, I find I find that we have to push queerness like the toothpaste mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. running out, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we we have to push it and roll it up mm-hmm. till we get that very very little bit, and we don't. And sometimes we forget that there's still more in it. We don't squeeze mm-hmm. the edges out. Yeah. We, can still use we that. don't. You know, we don't, we don't squeeze. There's, like, there's some more in there now. Yeah. Hold on, honey. Don't just, don't just, oh, you know, you reached your goal because you're married. No, marriage equality is not the answer. Yeah. yeah. It's not the answer. Still good to. It was an option. Mm-hmm. We have an option. Right. Yes. But it's not the answer. Mm-hmm. Monogamy is not the answer. It's an option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think we have to begin mm-hmm. to do that because queerness says that there's options. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I honor that. I honor the fact that there's options. I honor the fact that, honestly, that we, are op- that we should become more obligated and responsible for the options and the choices that we make to love. And, and, and that, that, that is important to me. Um, and so when I did read the article in New York Times about, you know, uh, queer love and, and it being people of color and everything, it was very interesting for the, for once again, which I did not expect. I felt left out. Of mm-hmm. the conversation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I felt left out and removed because immediately I am already I am already fixed by just image alone mm-hmm. as heteronormative. Mm-hmm. Then, in addition to that, then when you say heteronormative, they're like, hold on, well, hold on, now they got three people. That's not even on the program, <laughs> and you know, right. like, hold on, what do you mean that, that, that this is a black man that actually loves two black women? Hold, on, but he's not intimate with one. But he's mm-hmm. and this and I think this is a lot of and I get. But I think those are the conversations that help us to that help us affirm queerness mm-hmm. in in a variety of different uh, landscapes, if you will, uh, of landscapes of affections, landscapes of love, landscapes of of really reimagining 
Um, and, and yeah, and so I just I thought I would bring yeah. that article in because as he talked about freedom and some time and yeah. forever. But and you should like, remember the freedom in like when you see things like that and you don't don't see your image. You have to remember that your image or the image that you are creating now is forward. It's out of people's minds. It's Afrofuturistic. And the minds that are here today that would be able to maybe lend a visual conduit to you being, you know, to that image being out there. You know, the the media outlets or the people, the online social sites or whatever have you. Mm-hmm. Just because you don't see yourself there, feel empowered that it actually is happening. You know? Mm-hmm. Feel sure. even more empowered that you don't see it, that it's not being watered down, that nobody's onto it yet. Trust and believe this is happening on many different dynamics and many different levels. It's just not getting promoted. It's just not going to get the airtime. But it still is healthy. It mm-hmm. still is thriving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to say that I definitely agree with that, with, with what both of you have shared. And at the same time, I am struck by... The fact that when I was first coming out, I didn't I didn't have those types of resources and that what the what this newspaper did, even though it is a very particular image, it's like it's almost as if it's progressive for them to have gone to that level Mm. to put black black people who love black people in a newspaper Mm. I, I mean, and and I can just leave it at that turn on your TV, look for it. And you're probably not going to find it, particularly when it comes to to queer people. So, yeah, good effort. I give you um, I give you a B. I give you a a B for thinking about it. And um, (laughs) but we can definitely push the limits on queerness a bit further. I feel like that's like mostly I think it's a conditioned thing. Um, Like, you know, the white people run our our world. So (laughs) when it comes to that. That's 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 all on like TV. That's all in the magazines. That's all in the newspapers. That's all when you walk in Kmart, you see the white family that's all together. Or mm-hmm. you you learn in like um, novellas or like um, novels or or romantic um, movies that oh this is what's supposed to happen and blah blah blah. blah. But in all reality, shit don't happen like that. Like like we're freaking human at the end of the day, and um, things happen. You know, I don't think it's it's. Listen, life is what you make it. Yes. And if it could work, it works. If it can't, then leave it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, Is that, that what you want for yourself, though? The, the, that, do you want for myself? I don't know. To be honest, um, for myself, I go with the flow. Okay. So I'm, I, don't, I don't like labels. Okay. I don't like you telling me yeah, I'm your girl and we're mad. No, like just let's be. We're cool. And if it blows up into something, then it blows. But I'm not like, listen, uh, you scared me and I run away. I'm a cancer, honey. I don't got time for that. Like, seriously. But um, at the end of the day, I understand, like, like why it would be out there. Like, okay, you got to meet each other. You got to do this. You got to do that. And then learn this and that and the third. But like I said, life is not always that way. The more that we grow and the more that the times change is the more that the aura changes is the more that revolution starts happening and the more that everything just starts changing period so you have to go with the times so or you should go with the time so no okay. fuck that sorry but we live in 2018 honey and do you agree <laughs> communicating that like all you yeah honey 
what you think I'm doing now? Hello. <laughs> To my peers and your, your partners or yeah. people that you are dating. Yeah, dating I mean that's it's only right. because yeah. how do you how would you, how would you get any result? You know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna still sit there and not say shit, and then they're gonna be like, all right, all right. And then what if you bug out out of nowhere and they're like, what the hell is wrong with this person? And you're like, what you mean? But you're not saying nothing. Like you have to say something or you should say something at least. Be respectful, have love with it, have peace with it. And just communicate. Shit, you got nothing else to lose. Fuck that. You don't want to be with me. Bye. Like, that's it, honey. What I really loved about what our um, speaker shared was that this time that we are in, if if time matters to you, let's just say this space that we are in where, where we can explore and that we are offered possibility, I think you should just ask yourself, why not? You have the possibility, and I'm not saying it because I'm a proponent for for Polly, or I'm not trying. We're not trying to. We're not trying to push that. But you have but if options. But you're weak, and you should come <laughs> <alone>. <laughs> You have options, and I'm really yes. I'm seeing people try to contort and yeah. fit themselves into monogamy, mm. and I think I just know too many people who are not being faithful and are lying about it and hurting people in the process. And so what I'm saying is that I'm not, I'm not saying anything is wrong with, with you needing to have more than one person in your life or wanting to have more than one person in your life, whatever. Do you. But that consent piece is so significant, and you can just save somebody a lot of trouble by doing what our sister said and just communicate out of respect. This is what it mm-hmm. is. This is how it be. This is how I roll. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do that? Do you not want to do that? You cannot change me. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do this? Yeah. Well, I, I think what it really is doing, too, is, is giving that other person a choice. Mm-hmm. You're, you're saying, I honor Come your on, time agency. enough that I, yeah, that <laughs> I will give you a choice. I'm, t- I'm putting it all out on the table. I'm saying who I am. And now you have a choice. Do you want to still be with me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we can journey down this road together. Or do you need to peace out? And, and whatever you need to do, that's that's your choice. That's, that's an accountable thing. individual. Yes. Yes. To do that. yes. I do that all the time because I think mm-hmm. I'm very accountable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I that's do that a good trait the, to literally have. on the account of accountability because I'm like, Stephen, you have a responsibility mm-hmm. to be honest. To another yeah. human being. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. if you want to move forward in, on anything, you're going to have to just lay it all out and see what happens. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. if you lay it all out there and someone is scared, it's like, great, you're scared immediately. <laughs> so I have nothing to waste. <laughs> I have to waste any time. But if you put it all out there and the person is like, you know what, I still want to give this a try. So now you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. we can work. We can work. We can mm-hmm. work this out. Yeah, so honesty is very important. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we are just about at time. And I just want to thank you again, Steve. Thank you. Steve, our photographer in residence, our, tell, what is it? What's your business? Oh, um, SSC Custom Events NYC, photo booth guy. You can catch me at Steve <laughs> on Instagram. Yes, for all the updates. <laughs> get 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 the photo booth in your life. Yes. It'll give you joy. Thank you. <laughs> Love on yourself and that. Um, this is Phoenix. Signing off, sending you all love and telling you, tell the truth, communicate, and get your whole life. And this is Storay. 
And you know, the first thing that came to my mind was free your mind. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest will follow. Come on, yes. Your ass will follow. That's what it says, too. <laughs> free your mind and your ass will follow. And your ass will follow. That is real. This is Jay Exodus. And of course, as always, love yourself in the process. Do well, be well, and continue with well doing. And this is Steven Styles Cobb. <laughs> And I just want to say thank you for having me. Thank mm-hmm. y'all. I really appreciate the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And be conscious, be aware, and be love. Ashe. Love y'all. Love y'all. Thank you. <laughs> Here at Black Queer Love, we value our stories as Black queer people. Our stories of love healing, thriving, and so much more. We've asked that you share your stories through narratives, poetry, art, and whichever expressive medium you choose so that we can use this platform to hear from you, our co-creators, either anonymously or using your name. Now we will share a poem from one of our Black Queer Love listeners. My name is Tammy Nicole Myers, AKA Free Spirit. I am a spoken word artist and poet. I would first like to thank Black Queer Love for this opportunity of reciting my poem titled Our Renovation of Love. Let's start this foundation over. Let's see through the closed windows of human deception. Let's ask ourselves, why do we continue to use the same old tools of mess to rebuild our dead love? Or is it because we smell, taste, and eat the drama of hell? Of course, that is sure to ruin our taste buds. Therefore, we're in awe. It is just a binge of digestive cruelty, bitter sauce, and regurgitation from the painful acts and conjured up critical feelings. There lies the uncontrollable problem. Now the birthstones of our lives are beginning to fall apart every day, losing the special colors that truly describes us. Too many times we tend to buy cheap wood to replace the burning broken hearts. Too many times in good conversations, the sentences turn sour. Then the words become pitiful and irrelevant. As we keep using other people's negative and bad advice, it causes our own advice to suffocate in vain. We can't devour our own essence and wallow in sufferings. We have to take from it and grow into it another level of a beautiful peace, even if it's striving alone may hurt and you not understand the travel. But then the right spirit energies will appear to help us prevail. My introvert dialogue and thoughts that were shut off taught me. And now they're reactivated after the resiliency. We must read the righteous instructions, take ritual and spiritual guidance in order to see the sense of one's perspective. Rethink the process. Perpetuate your internal views. Yes, my backbone lover, we shall continue to practice gardening our worth. 
We must keep watering the flower beds of our self-esteem. We have to scrape up the empathetic gravel of our missing supplies to finish building the house of strength and not lies. It is a deal breaker when an uprooted situation makes you feel like there is no land other free. This renovation of our unified love is an overdue capacity, a vital concept. I get it. I use my spiritual hibernation cleansing to develop a peaceful happiness through the sabbatical purge of it all. Maybe you should try it, my dear renovated love. I knew the world could make us happy. It was God using our vessels to inspire each other through his sacred connection. We cultivated a unity of a quiet world. Our cardinal trials and struggles taught me to become happy and healthier from within, where it was once empty but now full again. Our renovation of love is the new construction which has delivered a longitude of a new trust and a latitude of sacredness, which enhance the relative truth and the special architectural blueprint of a never-ending love, peace, and blessings. Free Spirit has spoken.